Well, welcome to Sisterhood, a brand new semester. I am so excited. And I just want to welcome everyone back. And I want to give a special welcome if this is anyone's first time at Sisterhood. We are just thrilled to have you. And if this is your first time, we just want to let you know that Sisterhood is just an amazing place to grow in your faith and to make friends and to be real. And I just want to let you know that we love you already. And we are here just to encourage and do life with you, okay? So what happens at Sisterhood stays here. And we are just a group of women that love God and want to love each other and spur each other on. So welcome, welcome back. Now, last semester, we dug into the book of Ephesians, which was incredible, and I'm so thrilled to be studying another book of the Bible, and that is the book of Hebrews this semester. Now, there's many ways that we can study the Bible. Sometimes we go by topic um, or other things, but just to get into a book and go chapter by chapter... It's such a special way to do it. So we're so thrilled to do that. And today we are going to start our study by rooting ourselves in the understanding of what God has for us in this book of Hebrews. And there's three things that I'm going to point out today. And that is that the word of God is alive. It changes us. And it is truth. So first of all, the word of God is alive. Now, whether you're new to studying the Bible or maybe you've read the Bible many times over, um, it's truly amazing how the word is alive. And what does that even mean, that God's word is alive? Well, let's read in Hebrews 4.12. It says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, you know that I love the Amplified Version, so we're going to read it in that version as well. For the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person, and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word of God is alive and active, meaning that it speaks directly to us and it works differently as the Holy Spirit directs it in our lives. So no matter how many times you've read a certain verse or chapter, different things just jump out to you at different times. Now, I know I've read things before maybe 10 times over, and I never saw that specific verse. It just jumps out. That is how the word of God is alive. God reveals new things to us each time that we meet him and read his instructions for us. It is at work, formulating and creating and bringing something to pass that isn't yet here. Now, Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11 says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. I love that. God's word does not return void. It completes his purpose. 
And just as there's a water cycle, there's a cycle for the word of God. It comes forth from God for a specific purpose and it will never fail to achieve that purpose because it, it does what God has it to do. It will not return void. I love that. So scripture like rain brings us immediate nourishment and refreshment for our present circumstances, but it also plants seeds to sustain us in the future like we just read in Isaiah 55. God already sees everything coming our way and that means he knows exactly how to begin preparing our hearts for what's coming. I think that's so amazing. So we, let's not miss out on all that God has to offer in his word. Now the second thing that we're going to talk about today is that the word of God changes us. What makes the Bible different from any other book in the whole world is that it has the power to transform us. Again, it's alive, active, and effective, and no other book in the world can transform our lives like the Word of God can. Because again, it's living and active, and we are equipped with power and love when we hide it in our hearts. His thoughts become our thoughts, and his ways influence our behaviors and our activities. Now, God's word never changes, but his word changes us. And his word can't change our story until we believe his story. We embrace that. And that means that we have to stop looking at time in the word as just something to check off our to-do list, right? Oh, read my soap, which is what we do here at River Valley. It's just our Bible reading plan. You know what? It's on my list. I'm going to check it off. I'm going to speed read through it, and then we're good. No, the word of God is ready to help us and equip us for all that we need. And I don't know about you, but that is so encouraging. It makes me so happy and relieved knowing that whatever I'm going through, the Bible can help me and give me wisdom. It's like a breath of fresh air greeting us each and every day. Now, Psalm 63:1 says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Now, when the Israelites were wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years, right, they were looking for the promised land. They weren't finding it. They were grumbling and complaining. But God gave them food. He gave them manna every single day. And he gave them exactly what they needed for each day. In the same way, God gives us our daily what we need from the Bible. We don't need to hoard it. We just take what we need for each day. And he has something for you today and every day. Now, every day we eat food, just like they ate the manna, but we don't necessarily feel like, wow, that was the most amazing meal I've ever had. That oatmeal, whew. I mean, that just hit the spot, right? That was incredible. No, but we read the word every day and some days it will hit us in a big way like, God, that just blew my mind. You are so amazing. I never saw that before. And some days we won't feel that emotional high. But no matter how you feel, the word of God will nourish your soul. And it takes endurance to continue in the word. But even if we don't see it right at this moment, later we will see how consistency makes such a huge difference. Now, I've heard many people say, and I've been there before too, that I just don't understand scripture. So this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. 
Luke 11, verses 9 through 13. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Understanding the Bible is entwined with the active work of the Holy Spirit because the Spirit of God is the only one who can comprehend the thoughts of God. Now, 1 Corinthians 2.11 says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. This should be exciting news. If you have found it hard to read the word and understand it, this is saying pretty much you can't do it on your own. There's no way. We need the Holy Spirit. So if you're trying to read the scripture with your own human mind, it's not enough, and it never will be. God is too big for us to understand on our own, but the Holy Spirit is our helper. That is great news. John 14, 26 says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of all that I have said to you. So part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to teach and remind us of what Jesus taught while he was here in person. When we feel we can't understand God's word, the Holy Spirit is there to help us. So the more time we spend in the word and in prayer, the more time the Holy Spirit can help us understand. Now, the difference between those who truly understand the Bible's teaching and those who don't, it isn't based on education or skill set or intelligence. It's a spiritual matter. The Spirit reveals, instructs, and enables us to apply the beautiful and mysterious teachings of the Scripture to our own lives. It's incredible. Now, some of you might be new to the Holy Spirit, and that's okay. And you think, wow, I don't know if I want to invite that kind of power into my life. But can I encourage you that as we allow the Holy Spirit in, we experience God's amazing, life-giving nature on a whole new level. And he prunes our thought patterns, our attitudes, maybe our habits that are, that are hindering us or holding us back from his best. And we're gonna have new growth. Just like a tree is pruned of dying branches, he will prune us as well. So inviting his living and active word into our hearts will grow stronger than ever and will also bear fruit. So, are you asking the Holy Spirit for help in understanding? Please know that it's okay, again, if you're new, but I don't want you to stay stuck there. I don't want you to try to read the word in your own human wisdom because it's not possible. You are sitting here at Sisterhood in an amazing community. And so this is a safe place to ask questions. Maybe ask someone at your table that's further along on their spiritual journey. You can ask your table leader, maybe a sisterhood coach. Ask them, how can I get in and dig deeper? And ask the Holy Spirit to help you. 
We'd love to help you do that. And in, in fact, we've included a section at the end of each lesson in your notebook that's called Dig Deeper. And this will help you in between weeks of sisterhood where you can dive into your Bible and dig in deeper on your own. So the last point for today in our, our study is that the word of God is truth. Because God gave us the Bible as our guide, it's so important that it's something not, that we not only know in our heads, but that we know in our hearts. We can't just know that the Bible is correct intellectually. We must believe it in our hearts. Well, what is truth anyway? That's a big question in our culture today. People believe that they have their own truth, right? You hear people say, well, this is my truth, right? And that's the world would want us to believe that your truth is whatever your feelings are at the moment. But the Bible clearly tells us not to be led by our feelings. Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Now this is good news and real truth. God's truth is thankfully far more reliable than our feelings or our understanding. The Bible also warns us that what happens when we know the truth, but we don't believe it. Hebrews 4.12 says, For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. We have to believe in faith that God's word is the truth. It is the truth, and there's a faith element, and it won't profit us if we don't believe it. As you read it, do you have faith to believe God's words? What are you doing with those words? Do they challenge you to go deeper? Or when you read something challenging, do you just kind of flip the page and say, hmm, I want to go to something that might make me feel a little better. I'm just going to read a few Psalms, right? Well, the Hebrew word for truth is emet. And it means certainty, stability, rightness, trustworthiness. It comes from the word aman, meaning to be firm, permanent, or established. Now, in Hebrew, this word emet is spelled with three letters. And I love this because those three letters are the first, middle, and last letters of the Hebrew alphabet. So the Jewish rabbis concluded that the truth upholds the first and last of God's creation and everything in between. This tells us that nothing that is labeled truth is able to even be a half-truth. Truth, real truth, includes everything from the beginning to the end and everything in between. I love that. I love how God does that. The Hebrew alphabet, first, middle, and last letters, that's what this word is all about. So real truth is something that we can rely on. We can stake our life on it. We can rely on it because it's firm and established. It holds up everything from the beginning to the end, including our lives and our faith in him. So it's so important to be in the word every day. Why? Why is this so important? Well, knowing the word of God is a firsthand experience. Having secondhand knowledge of the word isn't enough. And it needs to be firsthand, meaning that we might need to take a break from some of those devotionals that we rely on, right? Devotionals are an incredible supplement, but in many of these, you're getting the understanding of God's word through someone else. 
In other words, it's kind of like playing telephone with the Bible. Now here's what I mean. The author of your favorite devotional reads the Bible, then the Holy Spirit speaks to them and they have a revelation. Then they write those words down in a devotional for other people to read. And I don't know about you, but the last time I played telephone, it doesn't take very long, maybe even just one person, before the message gets muddled and the person on the end hears something different than what was originally said. With the Word of God, we have to be even more intentional, not just to know the Scriptures correctly, but to hear the specific messages that the Holy Spirit wants to whisper to our hearts. Again, devotionals aren't bad. And while they share incredible wisdom and are a welcome supplement to our study of the Bible, our personal interaction with the Word of God must be the priority so that we hear the messages for us rather than solely relying on the messages he's had for other people. We need to read God's Word with our own eyes and ask the Holy Spirit to help direct what he has for us personally for that day. Now, in the very beginning of the world, in the Garden of Eden, the importance of this shows up when Satan works to convince Eve that God had said something different than he really did. Genesis 3.1 says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Well, when God told Adam not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Eve hadn't been created. Isn't that interesting? So God commanded Adam not to eat the fruit, and then Adam relayed that to Eve. Eve's information was secondhand knowledge, and because she didn't hear it directly, she was easily deceived and convinced to fall into the first recorded sin. The enemy targeted her, because she didn't hear what God said firsthand. He knew it would be easier to convince Eve because she didn't hear it directly from God. Interesting. Firsthand knowledge allows for firsthand faith. We have got to be in our Bibles daily. It's the, me the method by which we confront the lies of the enemy and the schemes that he wants to do in our lives. And it allows us that God-given confidence to take over when fear wants to creep in. So the word gives us solid ground to stand on. The word is alive. The word changes us and the word is truth. And you know what truth does? It sets us free. John 8, 32 says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for this book of Hebrews, Lord. I thank you for the wisdom that we are going to gain from digging into your word, God. And I pray that each woman at Sisterhood, God, would dig into the Bible on her own, Lord, that they would ask you, Holy Spirit, to reveal truth to them. God, you would speak directly to their hearts, Lord. They don't need anyone else besides the Holy Spirit to help them understand the word of God. And I'm praying for revelations, God. I'm praying for hearts to just be blown away at the love that you have for them, the wisdom that you want to show them, the things you want to reveal to them as they dig into your word. So Father, would you just bless this semester? 
with so many amazing revelations, with beautiful friendships being born. And God, I thank you for this group of women called Sisterhood, Lord. Help us live up to our calling, Lord. Help us to just produce everything that you want us to, God. Help us to um, just share your light to others. And God, we just love you so much. And we thank you again for this group of women. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.